This is The People Chronicles, more specifically. This is What's the Story on The People Chronicles. My name is Joe Painter. I'm your host. And joining us this afternoon is Ray Bouchard. And Ray is the author of this book, which is called The Berlin Turnpike. The Berlin Turnpike. It is a true story. It is yes. primarily took place in Connecticut. Yes. But I thought, really, by telling the story of this one trial of happening in Connecticut, uh, people would not be able to say, well, it doesn't happen in my part of the country. Oh, come on. It doesn't happen in Reading. It happens in Reading, and we can prove it simply by going to any number of websites and looking under escort and then Reading and being able to find it uh, in your Reading or any other town or community in the United States. Absolutely. And I've done well, it a number of times. You wrote this book. You, yeah. you said about the, the I, I can't even call him a gentleman, the, the person's name who's yeah. in jail now. Yes. He had 100 women in his stable. Yeah. Those who buy the women, mm. who purchase the women, are they complicit? Are they an accessory to a crime? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. They're the demand for the marketplace. So if, it was, if we could get rid of that part, there wouldn't be a marketplace. Yes. You've... Theoretically, what you're trying to do is getting rid of uh, not only if there's a physiological need for men to do this, there's also what some call the, the male privilege culture that we live in, that they get to buy whom they want. And that is becoming more prevalent because it's becoming more accepted. Um, many people don't realize that Canada, for instance, got rid of all their laws against prostitution last year, less than a year ago. So right now, the Supreme Court said all the laws against prostitution, they're not constitutional. So there's this... What's the result of that law? The result of that law is there's a great deal of sex tourism now going on from America up to Canada because pimps and johns can act with impunity. They can sell girls or boys or young men, young women with total impunity. Where's the safety net for the victim? The victim being the girls or the boys or the safety net is awareness. The safety net is people like you and I knowing about it, knowing how to recognize it, and then speaking out against uh, those who are complicit. Some of the websites that uh, are very complicit in offering these services. Now, you would think, well, I don't go to those websites. Well, if you go to Facebook, you do. If you go to Google, you do. If I go to Facebook, come on. When I researched the book, uh, it was just about the time that Craigslist was getting rid of their escort section. And it, I knew it was too powerful a tool to use online, so it had to migrate somewhere. And it did. It migrated to Backpage.com. It migrated to specific sex for sale websites like Adult Friend Finder and Eros.com, the erotic review where men can actually review the victims they've bought, and just like they would a movie or a restaurant. And it migrated to Facebook. And while I was investigating the different uh, pages on Facebook where these things were being offered, I began to see that the profiles that were listing them were younger and younger and younger. And then I realized that Facebook had a proliferation of child pornography on it because for the first time in history, pedophiles around the world didn't have to hide in their basement with their little collection. They could validate each other's behavior language barriers didn't matter because they can translate through the computer. They could find each other on this world community, Facebook. And there were open galleries all across Facebook um, that were was exhibiting extremely explicit and abusive images of children. Uh, we then started a, a cause online, and we now have over a million and a half followers. And Facebook has only now begun to implement some changes, but 
uh, I have a, a profile set up on Facebook that has over 3,000 pages that are completely pornographic or escort services, and they sit on Facebook constantly. So the same way that your radio show or the television show or the webcast or a school or a church might have a, a page on Facebook, so do these escort services. Are they services. veiled names? Nope. They're, they're blatant names. Blatant, very explicit names. When you talk about this and, and you, you, you talk about the proliferation of this mm-hmm. on the web and in every community, USA, I have to believe, and, and people are thinking this is okay. Yes. Has it changed generationally? Like, is the younger generation, which lives, you know, here on the internet, mm. are they more accepting than an older generation, or doesn't it matter? It, they seem to be more accepting of the uh, of different types of sexuality, sexuality and practices of sexuality. Uh, it seems to be more uh, common to them. Mm-hmm. So, and that has allowed some people who, uh, you know, a certain lifestyle or choice. Uh, the freedom to do so without being bullied or harassed or arrested. However, what it's also done is it has made uh, within that acceptance uh, an abusive behavior uh, become far more acceptable to younger younger generations. And something we've been speaking quite a bit about is that we now have a generation of younger people, say, 15 to 25 years old, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. who many of whom were not parented well. Mm -hmm. Neither were their parents. So even their grandparents didn't know how to parent well. So they have virtually no moral guideline or compass at all. So they they don't even recognize that this is an abusive thing. They don't recognize evil as evil. They don't recognize abuse as abuse uh, because they were raised in neglect or abuse. And so... Anyone who comes along and offers them something positive that we all yearn for, if I'm a affection, thir- affection love, acceptance, yeah. uh, if I'm a 14, 15, 16-year-old girl and no male has ever told me, you're special, you're something, you know, everything's going to be okay. The first male who does that in the way that these pimps know how to do because they're very charming, they're very smart. They know the look in, to look for and the, and the looks of that look of wanting in a young girl's mm-hmm. eyes. They can mm-hmm. pick them out of a crowd just like that. They are brilliant at capturing their hearts. And once you have their hearts, which have been abandoned since birth, you have them forever. And that's exactly what they do. This is daunting and yeah. it's so pervasive. How do you, I, I can only believe since you wrote the book again, the book is the Berlin Turnpike and I suggest you read that and, and then say Connecticut is Reading, is Pittsburgh, is Harrisburg, mm-hmm. is Why I'm Missing, is Daniel Boone. It, it's here. It, it's in and our Berlin neighborhood. And Berlin is actually not Germany. It's a town in Connecticut. Very tiny little town in Connecticut. A tiny little town. Yeah, a little tiny little town in Connecticut with 1,200 motel rooms. How are we going to change this? We change it the, really, the only way I've seen how to change it is individually, person by person. The only way I, um, my daughter works in a, in a, is working right now. She's a physician. She's in a PICU unit and in a, in a pediatric mm-hmm. uh, intensive, care. In care, intensive care unit. So it's one nurse per child. It's one to one, a ratio of one to one. And that's the only way I've seen victims come out of this is one person, one victim, stay with them for the rest of life. Because in many cases, no one's ever done that with them before. No one's ever said to them, oh, you're worth it, I'm going to stick with you, I'm going to love you, and we're going to do this together for the rest of your life. 
You will not be able to get rid of me. No one's ever said that to them before for a good intent. Okay, so how do we reach out and find these children and pick one and be that big well, sister? Or... First of all, it's not just children. There are many services now because people are becoming more aware of this problem with mm -hmm. department, you know, children's services within each state are now becoming a little bit more adept, only slightly more adept at uh, handling this for children. However, I will say in Connecticut, last year we had 88 reported cases of minors being sex trafficked. 86 of them were already within the foster care system of Connecticut. So there's obviously, there's a system in place. Is the system broken. broken? I mean, oh. are there officials? Are there corrupt officials? And, I, and it, it, that's, it's such a broad brush. I think we need to be very careful yeah, here. Very careful. And to say the systems are broken, uh, they don't work well. Mm -hmm. They're bureaucracies. Uh, some of them don't work as well as the DMV, but they're in charge of children's lives. So it's just bureaucratic crunching along, except you really have very urgent and uh, youth-at-risk situations here. All right, Ray, help me out. Okay. I see a child. Maybe the child is 13. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's a young woman, and she's 21. She's legal. Mm -hmm. What am I going to see that's going to be a red flag for me, and how do I reach out and help? It's very tough. One, if you see a child, it's much easier. You can call DCF and investigation begins. If that person is 21, there's virtually nothing you can do except talk to them personally, see if they're okay. As far as red flags, they're trained to not show any. I oh literally met with the tribal authority of one of the large casinos we have in Connecticut. And the chief of the tribe said, we don't see girls dressed like that here in the casino. This is one of the largest casinos in the Western Hemisphere. And I said, dress like what? He said, you know, with a short skirt. We just don't see girls dress like that here. I said, do you see girls dress like they go to college, like jeans and a sweatshirt? That's what they dress like. And mm. he, didn't, he didn't know how they worked within their casino. We were telling because we brought in one of the victims and said, here's how we work in your casino. And she was telling him about holes in their security they didn't even know about. And as you know, casinos are pretty high in security. Sure, sure. So... They are trained, even if they're underage, if they're 14, 15, their identity is taken away from them. They don't have no ID on them. And they're trained to say, by the pimp, you're 19, say you're 19, say you're 20. And they're kept drug-free. So because if they're tested positive for drugs, they'll stay in the system. Mm -hmm. If they don't, they say they're 19, 20, they're released, the pimp takes them back, gets them to another city very quickly. We're talking a whole lot about um, at-risk uh, women and children because maybe there's not that family network. It, does that mean that somebody who has a good, strong family doesn't go there either? And No, it doesn't. Then so what can parents do? They can be extremely aware and understand that what when, a child, uh, when their child has their smartphone in their hand, that is a link to every good and evil on the, on the planet. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's, I know it's an umbrella True statement, statement. Yeah. but it really isn't. Anybody can reach them. Anybody. You have to absolutely monitor everything your child does uh, that has anything to do with connectivity on the Internet, whether by phone or their laptop or their tablet. Somehow you have to monitor it. Honest, frank conversation. Let's not paint it rosy, call it what it is. Yeah. You have to, you have to let them know that it's safe to come to them for whatever the problem may be. And keep them away from risk. It's people you, you, you may know. Uh, it's not necessarily the stranger danger. Uh, it's people you know that typically will get them into it. In this case, one girl got her friend into it, 
another's aunt got her into it. So it was the girls were recruiting each other. It's the Berlin Turnpike. It's an eye-opener. And it's, I'm going to say, a must-read because it's happening right here in our homes and in our neighborhoods, and awareness is what will stop it. Ray, thank you very, very much for You're welcome. Thank you for covering the topic. This is What's the Story on the People Chronicle. See you next time.